Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Thank you for downloading the Manchester Football Social. What a show we have in store for you. We've got a city caller in the, in the second section of the show who... He's having a very good day. What a day. I mean, what a surprise. I mean, obviously City won. Yeah. So she was delighted for that reason, but that's not the only reason. No, extra special reason why as well. Uh, we had Danny, the United caller on, um, was not really impressed with the performance um, from a lot of the players at Old no, Trafford. but did, did give us a lot of talking points on that. And also, our very own Niall, who you occasionally hear in the show, had a rather exciting week, but we'll talk to him more about that after the show. Oh, talk about fantasy football. It is yeah. everyone's dream. So stick around right to the very end. Yeah. Um, it's it's a cracking story. That comes on the extra bits. But for now, here's the show. Manchester Football Social. So here we are, Sunday once again. The start of another week of the Football Social. Sunday to Friday between 6 and 7. Your voice for all things football. Whether you're a City fan, United fan, Stockport County, Bury Bolton, wherever your allegiance lies, this is the place for you to air your views. With me in the studio, United fan Alex Boardman. Hello there. And I am City fan Ant McGinley. So here's the headlines from the weekend. Okay, well, there were two games this week, actually. Mixed fortunes uh, for United and City. United drew 2-2 with Burnley. City went down 2-1 away at Newcastle. Looked like they'd thrown the league away. But of course, Liverpool could only draw the day after. Um, and then today, United beat Leicester 1-0. So United are up to fifth. As things stand at the minute, they're two points behind Chelsea, who are in the fourth place Champion League, sp- league spot. City's still got 15, 20 minutes to go. City, if everything stays as it is, they're currently winning 3-1. Um, they will uh, be two points behind Liverpool, back up to second. So... Um, and the City have scored Aguero again scoring in the first minute that's two games in a row he scored after 24 seconds at Newcastle yeah, and then he's just scored after I think it was about thirty-four seconds. It was really today. quick, yeah. wasn't it? We so, would we missed it. We were downstairs as you came round, and then I, ru- I ran up and I went, "Oh, stay outside a minute. Let me rewind it for you." Yeah, I just wonder if there's some kind of record there. We'll maybe get our little gremlins on to have a look at that. So what we'll do, we won't talk about City yet because that game's still going. Going. Yeah. So let's. Shall we focus on United? Yeah, let's do that. Um, so they played Leicester today. Leicester away, one-nil victory. Rashford with the goal, which is a good result when you think about it, because they they held. Liverpool to a draw, they beat City. Yep, yep. So, and they, they're also one of those sides as well that nobody really wants to go away to Leicester um, because <laughs> they just, you don't want to play them because they've got that, you know, all the defenders throw you about. They've got um, people in midfield who'll just do all the little dirty tricks, yeah. and Vardy, as we know, must be a nightmare to play against. Just to clarify, you're talking about the football team, not about the city where I lived for five years and I haven't got a bad word to say about it. Really, I've been to Leicester <laughs> a lot over the last 20 years and I don't like it at all. So, um, the interesting thing from all of this is Solskjaer now is still unbeaten. He's had 10 games in charge, is that right? I think so. Yeah, so one cup game that he's won and then he's had all the league success. He's only that 
that draw against Burnley, which is a great comeback as well. 2-0 down with like a couple of minutes to go. Yeah, well, there were five minutes added time in the Burnley game. Yeah. And 2-0 um, down and, you know, United had had a chance to go in front. Rashford missed a bit of a sitter early doors. Burnley played very, very well. Full credit to Burnley. United had changed the team up. They'd got Pereira in midfield. They'd got Lukaku uh, playing up front and Mata, so they dropped um, Martial. They'd moved Rashford over to the side, dropped Lingard. Arrested rather than not dropped. And then I think they put Wingard on. He, he seemed to make the difference. Won a penalty with about four minutes to go in, with the added time. And, uh, and then up steps Lindel off to rescue a point. And bizarrely, it didn't feel in any doubt for the last five minutes, but they didn't play great for the first 90. And then seemed to carry on a bit today. So I have one question, which I'm going to put to Danny right now. Is Solskjaer the man to be the permanent Man United manager? What are you saying, Danny? I, I think so, yeah. Why not? Yeah, I agree. Just do it. Yeah. I totally what, agree. What's Pochettino got that's a dead cert compared to Ollie? Well, I think the thing is with Pochettino, when you look at what he's done with certain players at Southampton and then at Spurs, at Southampton very much a selling club, Spurs not really buying anybody in, he's had to work with what he's got and he's brought players on which is something that Jose, for example, has never really done. So that's something that Pochettino's got. Neither of them have won anything, neither Oli or Pochettino. Oli's won leagues in Norway. Yeah, he won, his last, <laughs> he won two prems, didn't he? And also, you know, he's been in the league three, four years, Pochettino. You can't say he's a serial winner because he's won absolutely zero. He could have won a league cup. Yeah, he could have done. And he the didn't put the team out. That side. Also, I think what's been overlooked is that Pochettino's never really bought anyone, and that's always seen in his like as a plus, like in his favour. But signing people at Man United is a hard thing to do. So if you're coming from a team who's never had to buy, he's never had to buy anyone. He's always had directors of football. He might not have that at Old Trafford. I think that's a really dangerous thing as well because it's like if you're denied something and then suddenly you're given like here's the keys to the kingdom, spend as much money as you want on whoever. It's a bit like when I was a kid, I wasn't allowed chocolate or sweets, you know, very often. And then I just, whenever yeah. I got pocket money, would spend it all on that. Yeah, or when you like get to eighteen and you realise you're an adult and you can have like sweets for breakfast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ice, yeah. ice cream for breakfast is still <laughs> yeah. my favourite thing. Yeah, when you yeah. get that first pay packet and you're like, ah, I've got four hundred quid for the month. <laughs> hey, day after like nothing. <laughs> but um, so Solskjaer aside, then what did you make of today? Because it it was a one nil victory away at Leicester. That's good news any any season, yeah, surely. You'll take that. Like, there's that old cliche of like good teams need to pick up points when they're not playing well, and that's certainly the case today. I, it was a horrible game to watch. Like, it felt like you were watching the same five minutes on a loop yeah, the whole game. Yeah. It was it was ridiculous. It was like I missed the goal. Right, so it was a he's an absolute cracker. Upstairs, and then so I didn't even see anything. Anything. It was one of those that like. I always felt they could raise it. So I always felt that if Leicester scored, United would do that thing when they start playing when they need to. Mm. It looked like a very, dare I say, not just a Mourinho, but a Van Gaal and a Moyes United performance where you can see that they're good enough. But they just don't, it didn't look like they fancied it today. Well, I thought the passing, I can't remember. Well, I, when I think Rashford got man of the match... And it was like, how do you pick a man of the match from either side? Because it was really, really grim. I don't think, yeah. I think Matic maybe played okay. Yeah, Matic had a Lindelof actually was all right. The back, but the back two, the centre half, Bayou played well as well. Just young, I can't, I can't do it. I can't. Like, I was always that guy that was like, oh, yeah, but look, he's, isn't he trying and he's, he's putting a shift in. And defensively, that's fine, but like, he offers nothing. His crossing's abysmal, and he can't play a three-yard pass. Yeah, he, there was a point today where he had Herrera had overlapped for him, and he should have just played him in, and he knocked it out. Although there was another incident where he, he put a great ball across the six-yard box, and Rashford was still at the penalty spot. But Oh, uh, later on, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Shaw, I don't think Shaw offered much going forward. I, think I the, don't think he ever does. I think he's on borrowed time, to be honest. I don't think he's... Since he's got that contract, he's looked like a different player. Like he's he's happy now. Yeah, he, he, he looked like he was really putting a shift in to prove Mourinho wrong, and then they offered him that contract, and 
Now he's just like whatevs. Well, he seems, he seems to not overlap like he was doing in, say, the first five, ten games of the season. You never see him go beyond, it's normally Martial on that side, but you never see him, like, at the byline, do you, or even in the box no. anymore? No. It, so there's still, I mean, there's still, don't get me wrong, I think there's still issues. It's not solved loads of stuff only coming in. It, it, I mean, it helps just not, being mean to the players in the media is going to get an extra 25% out of the players anyway. Yeah. I never got that with people were saying that, oh, they, they down tools. But if your boss is like saying all sorts of things about you, like at work, you're not going to go in and put a shift in for him. <laughs> is, no. is, is there something you want to tell us about your boss? You don't have to say where you work, Danny. You know. I'm my own boss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's fine. You yeah. can still slag yourself off if you want. Him. <laughs> so can I ask you about Fellaini because that's the other thing that happened this week Fellaini's gone um, do you think this is the kind of game where United could have actually done with Fellaini in maybe but I don't think that everyone says it's a it's a good plan B but I don't even think that should be your plan B like you should never have that in mind that we're going to put Fellaini on like if he's on the bench then it means that you've got that mindset that you might have to just lump it up to him and I don't think that. I think there's, an, or there's always a better way. Yeah, he seems now like Lukaku's. City and Liverpool, they, they've not got, they've not got that player. If they can't break people down within seventy minutes, they try something else. But football-wise, yeah, instead of just lumping it up to the dude from Space Jam. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I like Fellaini. I think in a different time. Fellaini would have been appreciated more. It's been said a lot, but I definitely think it's the case that he's sort of, he's played for United in the darkest era of the club, or, well, in recent eras anyway. Like, he sort of summed up that mess with Moyes. He was sort of lumped in with that. The whole signing in for four million more than his buyout clause and all, that's not his <laughs> fault. But I think he's a better player. He showed for Belgium, he's a better player. Yeah, he's, he's over 100 caps for Belgium. Mm, great World Cup. And he's a lot with with his feet than you think and he's like if you remember he's got, he scored a great goal I think it was against West Brom where he took it down on his chest shifted it and banged it in the top bit yeah, like, he's, not, he's not a terrible player I think United used him terribly I think he looks bad when you're throwing him up front with five minutes to go and like things are bouncing and he, don't forget like 99 chest he has the best chest in world football like He's going to be bullying some of them Chinese players. It's going to oh, be, yeah. It's going to be funny to watch. Yeah, well, you can you can sort of see him, like, developing into a sort of centre-forward, can't you? And just, like, <laughs> active again. Do you remember that game where that lost us the league, the 4-all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was playing, it was like, it was like Duncan Ferguson was up front forever, not for Laney. Yeah. Oh, he's, he was fantastic that day, wasn't he? I think that was one of the reasons we got him a couple of seasons later, and it was just, like, remembering what he did that day. It was carnage. Play him as a defensive midfielder because he didn't get any midfielders. He, he spent that whole summer chasing Fabregas and Tony Cruz. It was never going to happen. No. And then I was like, "Oh, we've just got Fellaini. <laughs> play him in the middle." Yeah, I I wish him well. I'm sort of as a person, he seemed like a nice dude. He never complained. But I think United should be doing. I think it's a step in the right direction. He should never really been signed. These are the players that need now to be ushered out if we're going to be serious about challenging City and Liverpool and even like Chelsea next year. Um, final question then. We're two points behind Chelsea currently, up to fifth after today's result. Do you think we can get fourth? Um, Arsenal currently getting beat as well, so we would remain in fifth. Do you think we can get fourth, maybe even third? Yeah, I think so. I think Chelsea look like like they could do anything. Like, it looks like they can, obviously they, they battered Huddersfield yesterday, but it looked like they could go and get beat by Pallet. You know, like one of them. Like, yeah, you never yeah. Know what they're well, they got do. beat by Bournemouth midweek, like 4-0, well, wasn't they it? Got better, didn't they? <laughs> 4-0. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like, that is always, in the, so, even if we go, have we got to play them? Have we, have we, we still got Chelsea at home. We drew 2-2 with Chelsea away oh, and yeah. we should have beaten well, them. And City have got Chelsea next week as well, which City need yeah. to win to keep the pressure up. And obviously yeah. Chelsea want to get that uh, that Let's fourth place secure. Danny, um, thanks very much for, for being on the show and uh, we'll no speak worries. to you soon, all right? Yeah, take care. See you later, guys. See you, Danny. Thank you.
So, uh, if you're just joining us, it's the Football Social on XS Manchester. You can give us a call, get your voices heard and your opinions. 0345 7625 Or you can text us 87711 at MCR Footy Social on Twitter. We're not going to talk about City just yet because that game's still going on. As soon as it finishes now, we'll come in and let us know. So, we're focusing on United at the moment. Yep. Ex- Danny, made, Danny made a point there, actually, when he was saying about um, him being Fellaini being a terrible plan B for right. United just having him I kind of agree with that because I think if you go oh the last 10 minutes if, we, if we're still down we'll throw him on and just start lumping the ball up, up front seems like Lukaku is now our plan B and you don't lump the ball up towards him but I just wonder if it is a better plan B or a worse plan B and also, I don't, I'm not sure City or Liverpool actually have a plan B either because Liverpool's plan B is pretty much Sturridge and Shakiri yeah. coming on. And I don't think they're even in the same stratosphere, they're in the same ballpark as uh, Firmino and Manny. It's often Manny, it seems, who comes off for Shakiri. And we've seen it with City that it's like if, if they're pretty passing, uh, for instance, at Newcastle, if it's not working for some reason. They just take off a tiny player who's great at intricate passing and bring on another tiny player that's good at intricate passing but and that's nothing the thing changes. With, with, that's the thing with the philosophy with Pep. And, he, and we saw that last season. He was criticised with it. He was criticised about uh, the goalkeeper, all these different reasons when he came in in his first season particularly. So yeah, we're on three seasons with him now. And he was like, I'm just going to keep playing this style of football. And yeah, we'll get it wrong sometimes. Yeah, we'll make mistakes. But I believe in this. And he, he is... He's almost like a fundamentalist, religiously, you know. Yeah, he, he yeah, and that never ends well. That never ends. <laughs> that ends with the army coming, breaking down your compound and shooting everyone dead. But he's, he's just he's, he's passionately believing in 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 what he's doing, and City behind him with that as well. Because five years before he came, the EDS were, were, were playing that the, the 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 elite development squad were playing that system, so that when he came in, everybody was there. It was all signed in and built up. So I don't think. Uh, Although, to be honest, I would love to see that, you know, just, just to get to the Champions League league final and just pull out a, like a curveball and just... And just play, start knocking, yeah, put Laporte centre-forward yeah. and just start and, playing and, one and ball. And suddenly Jack Charlton's on the bench giving him advice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, just leathering it up front. I, I think United, um, this week, what's interesting for me, and I'm not 100% sure if it's not Solskjaer tactically being actually quite adept, much better than we thought. Started badly against Burnley, possibly played the wrong team, but he did say he does have to play all the players. Um, he gave Pereira a chance. He has to give him a chance. He can't just bin him um, and, like, you know, sell him at the end of the season or what, whatever. What, like Fellaini? <laughs> well, Fellaini, he just must have known straight away. And also, I think that's a policy decision from above as well. I'm pretty sure Fellaini's gone... I've got this offer where I earn five times And as well, I think I think United have made some money off that deal as well. Oh, United yeah. made a bit. I, I think it's about seven million or something. It's peanuts, really. I think we, we bought him for 28 or something ridiculous. But um, it's interesting that we've not we've gone away to Leicester, really tough place, just done really well against Liverpool, did well at home against City. And we've gone there and, and not played well, but snuck a 1-0. And that's kind of... That's what Mourinho, when he used to win the leagues, did that. Ferguson did that for 20-odd years and, you know, Arsenal in the... It's, it's a really good sign, even though it was grim to it's watch It's what today. they call championship-winning form. It kind of is, yeah. Well, I mean, the, that record, anyway, if you can play, like, 9-10 games and you are only going to drop two points in those and you've got a lot of hard away games in that, that is definitely championship form at the minute. So when we were just speaking to Danny then, if you want to get in touch with us, 345 we, I asked him about Pochettino or Solskjaer, and you both went for Solskjaer. Yeah, yeah, I think so. At the minute, at the minute, why? How wouldn't you? But what if Pochettino meant you could bring Kane or Ali or Eriksson to the club as well? Well, I don't see what. I don't think that's the case anymore. I think Tottenham, whoever took over at Tottenham, the first condition, it, say, who would take over at Tottenham? Who knows? Who knows who'd get that job? But you you wouldn't go there and the first thing that they do is remove your absolute star striker who's like one of the, but pretty much the most sought But then Tottenham have done it world. before. They did a big enough deal for Gareth Bale, they yeah, sold him. but they don't have to do that anymore. Pretty much because of the Gareth Bale deal, because of the new stadium. They've got money. They'd, be, they'd almost be stupid. If you got rid of Son, if you got rid of Ericsson, or you got rid of Kane, 
you, you're probably going to be dropping 10 to 15 points the season after. There's no one you can bring in to replace but then, Kane that Tottenham could ever bring in. But then they sold Kyle Walker to City. And yeah, but he's a right back, and they had Kyle Walker Peters. Yeah, and Trippier right there, as well. And they had yeah. Trippier, and they got Danny Rose still in the other fullback position. It's not like they were short there. I mean, Ericsson's a special, special player, and Son's fantastic. If you were going in as the manager, if Pochettino had gone, and the first thing, the first bit of business they were doing over the summer is getting rid of one of those best players, you just wouldn't take the job. Um, almost full time at the Etihad, though, going into injury time right now. Now's going to come in and let us know. Uh, we'll talk in depth about City as soon as it's we've got the final whistle on there. And if you want to get in touch with us, as I say, you can find us online, your social media, at MCR Footy Social. Manchester Football Social. Subscribe to the podcast now and never miss a show. Manchester Football Social. This is the Manchester Football Social with City fan Ant McGinley and Alex Boardman, the United fan, who's got the headlines for you. Yes, the headlines are City did beat Arsenal 3-1. That just Get finished. In. Aguero got a hat-trick. So City currently in second, two points behind Liverpool. Liverpool play away at West Ham tomorrow. United beat Leicester away 1-0. Scrappy game, but that means United are up to fifth. Currently two points behind Chelsea in the Champions League slot. Great day if you put Aguero back into your fantasy team as captain, especially as this week they get two games because they've shifted the game against Everton. That's uh, This week it was supposed to be on the same day as the Carabao Cup final. I've been working hard this week and I missed that. I've got him in the team but I kept Rashford as my captain. Gutted. Well, you still got a goal from Rashford. I know, but I'd have got 30-odd points when I gutted. Gutted. Anyway... Never so mind. it's been it's been a hell of a week. Pressure is back on Liverpool because the gap is now down to yeah the gap is de- is back down to two points. It'll yeah. go back up to five if if Liverpool beat West Ham tomorrow. And there's Thanks. been lots of changes because yesterday because Spurs won, Spurs leapfrog City by a point. So Spurs are technically back in the race as well. All well, depends Spurs, what happens. Yeah, Spurs are only four behind Liverpool as yep. it stands now. Uh, Liverpool go to West Ham tomorrow evening, and uh, that's not always an easy place to go to. Especially well, if you're on a bus from Manchester. <laughs> I d- I did you watch Liverpool at all midweek? Um, in the snow. Yes. Was- oh, that was that. That was a ridiculous game where they cleared one half, but yeah. they didn't clear the other half. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, you are technically allowed to do, and it's. I mean, that's the kind of trick you do if you're a lowly FA Cup what, side. What was really interesting was I was watching it and I got really confused because I felt like I was watching the halftime analysis. You know, like when they have those big screens where they draw them with oh, like yeah, a little pen and yeah. you see the line behind it? Because of the way the snow on the water was on the pitch, when they kicked the ball, it left a trail behind it, a bit like you sometimes get with airplanes. And so it left this white line behind it. And I was really confused because I thought, oh, have they just done some computer jiggery pokery afterwards? Well, I'm surprised it was so, like, full on the pitch. Like, why didn't they keep it covered? Or Because in years gone by, they'd, they'd have just pulled the covers off, like, ten minutes before they started or something. I don't, just, it struck me as a bit odd. Going back to something we said about Solskjaer, we need to correct it. I think um, we mentioned ten. He's actually played nine. Oh, uh, so he's eight, eight wins. Now, the other thing, while we're talking about City and Liverpool and we're... We're mentioning, I think in the last section, we talked about Solskjaer's fantastic It's a Championship winning form. Yep. Um, one caveat to that, of course, is the fact that Solskjaer's, he's playing for fourth. He's trying to get United into fourth, but there's sort of the pressure's off. Also, they haven't played half the season under Mourinho. They just didn't turn up. They weren't running. Um, so it is a bit different. I think we've seen that midweek City losing to Newcastle, um, Liverpool not managing to win at home. Uh, so I don't know. It feels like both of those two are getting, I think the pressure feels like it's kind of getting to them at various points. So I, 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 was, I think it's getting to everybody. I was very nervous before today's game against Arsenal. Whereas, like, really, we, Arsenal was so bad though. Aren't I they? know, but I, but still, it's like if Newcastle could do us, yeah, yeah. That, that that was that was the thing. And also, what didn't help was the fact that Aguero scored after forty six seconds, having scored in the first minute against Newcastle, and there was a little bit of déjà vu as well going on. You just that little bit of nerves going on, and uh, we're still trying to find out if there's a record for consecutive goals in the first minute in a game. I wonder if. That, that's something that yeah. anybody's ever done. And in, I mean, interesting, Rashford's getting a lot of plaudits. His goal today was absolutely fantastic. But uh, Rashford today and Rashford against Burnley, um, early on in the game when it was nil-nil, he missed a 
bit of a sitter against Burnley and he missed a header similar to one Cantona scored I think it was about 96 against Blackburn might be 96, 97, can't remember. And it was a 1-0, and it kind of secured the league. It was a tight angle, not the easiest of headers, but there were lots of similarities there. And um, I think the difference at the minute between Aguero, who is the finished article, Rashford looks like he's going to be an amazing player, but it's just not quite there yet. It's very exciting as a City fan as well, because we've got uh, Jesus, who's in incredible form, um, he scored like seven goals in the last couple of games that yeah, he's played. He oh, yeah, he's still, but he's still and, and then and then Aguero's come back in and he's scoring and scoring a hat trick. Um, so it's quite exciting to have that form in, in there. Although I was I was chatting with a, a City fan earlier today, and he raised the question about the rotation at City because there seems to be rotation no matter what form you're in or experience that you've got. And so, for example, like he was arguing that maybe we should have kept Jesus in because he was, all right, maybe only scoring hat-tricks against Rotherham or whoever it was, but keep him in the side because he's on form, he's on fire, you know, and then bring Aguero on in the second half. Um, and it's done it with a few other players and the rotation just seems to be happening, especially at the back. Especially at the back, there's yeah, things the are moving around all the time. And, and it, it kind of played an interesting thing because named three defenders and no wing-backs today. At the start, and everyone's trying to work out, well, are they going to play like a, a, a false 4-4-2 almost with Fernandinho dropping back in? Or is Silva going to work? Or, or this weird thing that he's done a few times, Pep, where he's got three at the back, but one of the ones at the back also plays like a right back, which is mm. usually Cal Walker. Yeah, odd. It just sounds like, you know, when you mess around on FIFA and you do your own formations and you go, that looks brilliant, and then you get thrashed. <laughs> yeah, well, they didn't get thrashed, did they? As, as we say, it is only Arsenal who have been pretty poor of late. Um, so going back to what you were just saying about the selections, I remember um, Ferguson, with about five or six years to go, it was just before he said he was retiring, and they were doing an interview with him, and he said something like, he said at the beginning of the season, when the fixtures come out, he said he works out the team that he thinks will beat. So say these first three games are Arsenal, City, Liverpool... He would on paper go, right, that's my centre forward's going to be um, uh, Van Nistelrooy, it's going to have Ronaldo in, I'm going to have Rooney playing here, I'm going to have this. And then as it came to it, he'd, he'd look at what he'd originally decided he wanted to play. And if everything was going really well, he'd stick with the team he'd thought two months earlier, three months wow. earlier. But if, if there was like, oh, Pogba's carrying a knock, for instance, he'd go, right, let's put Fred in instead. He'd do, he'd do that. So I don't think it's a new thing, I don't think it's an uncommon thing. Um, for for Guardiola well, to be rotating, and I think it would be a new thing if Fred got a game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, right, we're going to go to the uh, phones right now and speak to somebody who's very happy about today's result. Hello, Alex. Hi, are you okay? Yeah, not as not as okay as as you are. Apparently, are you a City fan? Uh, yes, I am. <laughs> yeah, so obviously, great result against uh, Arsenal today, and it keeps the pressure on Liverpool, but also good for you in another way, wasn't it? Um, yeah, so I put a lucky punt bet on. Unfortunately, I only put 50p on it um, for Aguero to get a hat trick and City to win 3 1, which I managed to get odds of 300 to 1. <laughs> so, uh, oh, wow. Not too bad off 50p, is it? That's 150 quid. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Good way to end the week. That's fantastic. I need to get your 50p you, back. Beers are on you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, what was it like watching the game, especially because they went 3 1 up with about 20 minutes to go, wasn't it? Oh, I felt sick, and Sky um, Sky Bet didn't have a cash out option. So, um, <laughs> I was in I was in the pub just watching the game, and thank goodness for um, the Arsenal keeper. Oh, made made some good saves, and it was pretty tense. So when that whistle went, I was very happy. You must have been relieved when they brought Mara's on because you thought, right, they're not going to add to the tally <laughs> now, are they? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, if only I'd put a bit more money on. If I'd put ten pound on, maybe I would have been on a holiday next week. You would. You'd be phoning in sick tomorrow. Don't think like that, though. Yeah. That's the that's the wrong <laughs> that's the attitude. Track, yeah. You should be thinking fifty p is nothing. You could have lost that down a sofa. Hundred and fifty quid, tons of money. So what I want to know now is is obviously about that success is uh, d did you did you put like 50p on on city to win the league to liverpool to drop away or you're not really the betting type um i, I do um bet a bit but i'm i'm a bit of a weird one so if it's under like 40 to one i'm not interested <laughs> <laughs> gonna go I, big I or do... go home <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly so, I, um... I, I was more interested to see if you had some kind of psychic link or connection to predict the future to see like you know are west ham gonna do one over liverpool tomorrow <laughs> 
Maybe one all. Okay, well, let's, then, don't give us a maybe. Give us a thing. Where are you putting your 50p? Where are you putting your... F- <laughs> maybe I'll put 50p on one all and just see. All right, well, I'll, I'll be happy with that. That brings it. That makes it a three-point league, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's not yeah. definite. Just it's, it's not <laughs> Mystic Meg on the phone. Mystic <laughs> Meg. No, it can't be Mystic Meg because it's Alex. It'd have to be Amazing Alex. Yeah, be yeah, I think that's good. Yeah. Well, I lost. Um, I put another fifty p bet on yesterday actually, um, but I just needed Watford to win against Brighton, and that lost me one hundred and eighty pounds. <laughs> hey, don't so, win. Um, I've not won in like ten years. <laughs> <laughs> I think the last bet I had was Van Persie to score against Arsenal on his United. One of, one of his and first his, United yeah, games. Yeah. Which that he was did. Years he scored, ago. He scored he did. I'll tell you what, you'd get really good odds on that right now. Yeah, you would, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, we, we, next game, we've got Everton in the week as well. Um, so, that's a game that's been moved forward because of the uh, the cup final at the end of the month. Uh, Everton are in terrible form. Um, having had that good result today, do you think City will just steamroll them? I reckon 4-0 to City. All right, there we go. All right, there we go. Yeah, one or two. Four nil. Six. Down. Yeah. Are you down your bet slip right now? Yeah. I'm one and, and, and I'm just. Can you just give me six random numbers now? I'm doing my lottery. <laughs> uh, Alex, thanks very much. Go and celebrate, and uh, yeah, have have a wonderful end to the week. Oh, thank you very much. Cheers, guys. Cheers, have Alex. See you. Bye, Bye, Alex. See ya. Well, there you go. That's all right, isn't it? Yeah, I, t- I feel like good if I play my triple captain on fantasy football <laughs> and get to 20 points or something. That's amazing. Swings and roundabouts. That oh, is right. amazing. So, um, now you were watching the game very closely there. We've just been talking about City, obviously for different reasons to what Alex was watching it for. It. So, uh, what, uh, the first 10 minutes was pretty close because mm. City, City came out of the block, scored very quickly, and then Arsenal got one back from a corner. Some terrible defending. I think I was watching the game a lot closely than Graham Souness was on Sky. Right. Because he, he came out at half-time and said, yeah, City in the lead again within the first five minutes. I don't know what sort of time zone he's in. They scored after 48 seconds. <laughs> yeah. They scored after 24 seconds in the last game. I wonder if that's some sort of record. I yeah, thought we were talking about this a second ago, that. weren't you? Whether yeah. Yeah. Aguero scoring within a minute in two consecutive or, games. Or the you, same player yeah. doing it, let alone the same team. Even to have it, like, even if it's in the same minute in consecutive games... There's a real geeky stat pub quiz question, isn't it? That's one for Statman Dave on a Monday, I think. <laughs> I think we'll have to send him a message yeah. and see if he can figure D- that one D- out Dave, for tomorrow. He's, he's got 24 hours to figure it out. He's on the show here tomorrow with Jim and Steve McInerney by tomorrow. Yeah, but as you were saying, um, Manchester City at home do look a force, it has to be said. Um, it was difficult for them away at Newcastle on Tuesday night. They, they didn't play well at all. They looked complacent. Was, it that, was it that they didn't play well? Newcastle, Ra- you give- Rafa sussed them out. You, no. City were poor. City were poor. There's no two ways about it. They they weren't good enough. Newcastle dug in, and Rafa did do a bit of a job on them. You have to give Newcastle credit for the way yeah. they played, but Manchester City didn't look... After they scored that goal, the remaining 89 minutes, just they looked a, a husk of a side that they've been all season, <laughs> to be perfectly honest with well, you. I- and I don't know where that came from. As for today, Arsenal are one of the best sides with the ball, without it, for me, they're one of the worst teams in the they're Premier League. When they don't have the ball, when they're not in possession, they look completely clueless, Arsenal. It looks <laughs> like they don't know what they're doing. They don't know where the next pass is going to come from. I don't know who's going to win the ball back for them. they got some good players in that team. It just shocks me that Unai Emery has gone into the January transfer market. He's gone and brought in Denis Suarez from Barcelona on loan, a former City player, yeah. of course. Why isn't he looking at centre-halves? Socrates is injured. Laurent Koscielny nearly had his ear hanging off after mm-hmm. that clash with Lukaku that accidental kick to the side of the face so why isn't he looking at defenders they keep conceding goals and they don't look at they don't look aside that that are good enough without the ball for me but City did the job and as you say Mares came on and and blazed more shots wide than me thrown at a dartboard after I've had five pints (laughs) yeah I I kind of part of me just wants to go oh bless him it's a little bit like he's he's almost like you know there's a reason Pep's leaving him out though isn't there he's not he doesn't seem a team player you know, the amount of goals that City... I mean, even Aguero's goals today, the ones that were just tapped across the six-yard box and Aguero's there just to put the ball in the net. Mares won't do that. He'll have a shot from the most, uh, uh, you know, acute of angle you can think of. See, I was worried when, when they started talking about bringing him in, because obviously we tried bringing him in this time last year before we got him in the summer. And he went very sulky, didn't play for Leicester for a little while afterwards as well. And that worried me at that point. I thought, I'm not sure that this is the type of player we need in the dressing room. It's not and better than anyone else City have already got, though, Yeah, it? and it wouldn't surprise me because if you look at the past and when um, when Pep signed Zlatan, mm. 
Yeah, after a season, he, he shipped him out again. He got rid, yeah, yeah. Didn't, didn't get on with him, did no. he? No, and he was like, he didn't fit in, he didn't fit into that mould, because he, he doesn't want it to be, you're a superstar, you're a part of a team. The team is the superstar, not you. And maybe that's the problem you, with Maris. Do you know, this is so typically fickle. Yeah. Uh, the typical fickle City fan. Because <laughs> he missed the penalty against Liverpool away, which would have been a 1-0 lead, so currently... Um, you would be one point in front if everything else had remained the same. After that, Mares, um, Pep Guardiola publicly put his arm around him and said, "No problem, I want him to play." He played him for the next in the next say six or seven games. He played him four or five out of them. He was man of the match in most of them. Yeah. He scored in most of them. Mm. City fans on Twitter, City fans on the excess Manchester football social were going. Hey, what a player, what a great signing he is. He's had four bad games. The same with Jesus. Jesus now is fantastic because he's like scored four goals against Burton Albion or whatever it was. And eight games ago, See, he's, he shouldn't be in the team. It's I, pathetic. I think the difference with Jesus is that he's actually doing the right job. He's in the right place. He's there to, to, to be, a, be a, a focal point, be on the end of, of, an, of an attacking move and put the ball in the net. The thing is with Mares is he looks absolutely mustard when he picks the ball up from the right, cuts in on his left and curls a shot into the top corner. And in that period you were on about, he did that in those games. He did, yeah. But when he blazes it wide or over, you can't get away. I mean, if the ball's going into the back of the net, perfect. If mm. he's missing the target, then you do look a bit of a donkey. And, and the system that Pep plays as well, he's always like, you know, take the easy option. You know, if if you lose the ball and there was an easy option to give it to someone else, Pep's not happy with that. And But why buy Mares then? You know exactly what Mares well, has done well, for this three is where, years this at This is Western. where football business comes into it. Because you think of of the appeal of the Premier League around the world, you're trying to grow your football club as a brand. Mares is one of the top African players, and the Algerians love him. I mean, they would have supported Leicester City. A lot of Algerians now support Manchester City because their idol, their hero, Riyad Mahrez, plays for Manchester City. I think that sometimes has a lot to do with I it. I don't think so. You don't so. think so? Not if you've just won the league and you can buy, you know... So you don't, you, don't think, you don't think United having Park and Kagawa had a business well, impact was, on Park the club? Park was fantastic. He was. I, think, so I thought Kagel was decent. He looked fantastic at Dortmund, but it, it just it didn't quite work, did it? I mean, look at look at Son. If you told me the, the like yeah, the three yeah. highest profile Asian players ever, I think it's brilliant. in the league. He's a fantastic player. Parky Sung yeah. was a fantastic yeah, player, sure. and Shinji looked amazing at Dortmund. And he came a bit like Mkhitaryan. Came mm. not quite physical enough, or not quite quick enough for the league. Whatever it was, who knows? Just uh, just want to talk about typical fickle city fans <laughs> why buy Mares if you, you know exactly what he's going to do it, no it's just nice to you know I think we've got a squad though where we can afford to have a passenger in there right and it's just <laughs> like 60 million passenger <laughs> exactly club, club record signing six passenger. weeks ago Ooh, player of the it. week every week oh he's fantastic Another another month, you'll be against Aguero I'm not, again. I'm, I'm, I'm not against him at all. I just, you know, I, I'd like to see him. What I was saying was, it was about his attitude at Leicester. That was my point. Mm. Now, his performances haven't justified him being able to be that way. Like like Niall was saying, if he was scoring, banging the goals in, then you give him a certain bit of leeway. But he's not been doing that. And there seems to have been as well, a lot of the opportunities that he squandered there's been opportunities to set other people up. And if nothing else, you look at City, and yes, Aguero got all three goals today, but how many games have we seen where you've got four or five different players in the team that have scored? In fact, I think pretty much everybody in the outfield for City has yeah. scored this season for the team, even Zinchenko the, the, and, and Foden. Against so you've got people on the bench. <laughs> I think Edison would get into Arsenal's midfield as well, to be honest. So, you know, Edison probably found Ed, himself Ed, on the Ed, score sheet. Ed, Edison would have waltzed through their defence today as well. <laughs> They're just, they're just, uh, they're just a side Manchester City where you know they're so capable. So when they turn in a performance against Newcastle, you, you can't help but be frustrated by it if you're a City fan. But at the same time, you need to remember that it's a football season. There's going to be moments where y you come unstuck. The whole sign of a good team is how you bounce back, and to, and to bounce back against a side like Arsenal, although as I said, they're not particularly good out of possession. To win 3-1 and to win convincingly is, is a good tonic, isn't it? Yeah. Now, um, we're going to talk more about City, more about United, and we're going to talk about animals as well <laughs> on the Manchester Football Social. If you want to take part, 0345-111-7625 or drop us a text, 877-11. Manchester Football Social. Subscribe to the podcast now and never miss a show. Manchester Football Social. 
Yes, welcome to the Manchester Football Social. Get in touch if you'd like to on social media at MCR Footy Social. I'm Ant, Man City fan. I'm Alex, United fan. And these are the headlines after the weekend's <laughs> game. No, oh, no, sorry, there's no, Niall. Niall no, no, <laughs> the microphone goes, me, 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 me. No, I, I was going to say something, I thought, no, no, I can't I can't wade in off, off the back of a City fan and United fan and go, I'm a Portsmouth fan. <laughs> You're our expert shut sports up, journalist. <laughs> yes, right. shut up, Niall, stupid Niall. You're spoiling this. Headlines. <laughs> headlines. Uh, United beat Leicester 1-0. Mank, born and bred, scored. City 3-1 against Arsenal. They won City up to second two points behind Liverpool we play tomorrow United currently up to fifth two points behind Chelsea for the Champions League spot uh, so interesting thing happened in the United game today which uh, you were watching very closely uh, which was a pigeon landed on the pitch because there was so little activity in the United half it was uh, it was it was bizarre do you know what was so odd about this? Last night, driving back from Brighton, I listened to a podcast all the time and it mentioned pigeons. I was watching uh, an episode of Seinfeld uh, earlier this week. It was the pigeon episode of Seinfeld. And then I nearly ran over a pigeon, like what happened in Seinfeld. And I thought those things were enough. And then I was like, is this some sort of portent of doom? Must they avoid <laughs> pigeons all week? Because during the match, this stupid pigeon just kept landing and then it'd fly away when the ball went near it, go to the other half and land. I think the crowd were even cheering it at one point. Yeah, and it seemed to be a weekend for animals because this happened uh, yesterday at uh, the Everton Wolves game. Or maybe this is what Everton needed. The black cat is on the field, but does he have to go left to right, Keith, and right to left? Look. What was great about this as well, yeah, a black cat invaded the pitch, which proved to be a lucky omen for Wolves. But at one point, it was almost like... Um one of the, well, I went to the World Cup in Germany in 2006 and in the fan parks what they did dur- at halftime during the games instead of having like the pundits on talking about what's happening they played games with the crowd and gave out t-shirts and one of the games was you had like a goal on this big screen a little man running with a ball and when the crowd made loads of noise the, the player moved up the screen and when they went quiet it moved down the screen so oh, as a whole oh. crowd you had to cheer or be quiet to try and get the ball into the goal and it was almost like that with the cat yesterday because yeah. the cat almost ran into the goal and I was just waiting for the moment because everyone would have cheered but uh, it being Everton it didn't it didn't score oh poor Everton they're <laughs> awful aren't they Everton are yeah, awful do you think that black cat would have given Everton some luck but evidently not they no. were no they were I mean I, I was worried about Silver a couple of weeks ago but uh, right mm. now that record is not very good is he perhaps the most overrated manager in the Premier League in the last three no, seasons no Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is no he's the most <laughs> underrated Pochettino's the most overrated or Emery Oh, I mean, but, but look it at changes Mar- weekly. Squadiola all the time. He's the most but overrated at- mani- manager of all time. Yeah, well, Marco Silva came in, Hull went down, got sacked from Watford, and Everton are mediocre. Hmm. What's the big deal about him? Has he done it? He's not really done anything. He's pretty good in press conferences and he looks decent in a suit. Maybe that's all it takes nowadays. He's got that uh, Hispanic flair to him, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he just looks like it. <laughs> he, looks, he looks like a real manager, doesn't he? Yeah, just, I'm not sure he's any good though, Alex. No, maybe not. Maybe let's, not. Let's, let's go back to chatting about animals because seeing as we were we had those two incidents, I thought it might be quite fun to have a little animal quiz. Okay. okay. All right. So, because it's not the first time that animals have interrupted games. I mean, the pigeon didn't really interrupt the game today, did it? No, no. no. It was it was it was a boring, rubbish game. Bad performance yeah. by United. But here's here's the thing. Like, so obviously you can understand how a pigeon gets into the ground. But how did the cat get into the ground at Goodison? Don't know actually. Well, there be gates, won't there? It just snuck through a gate. Sure. Yeah, no, but you've got, you've got not brought on the gates or whatever. Yeah, yeah, they're not stopping cats getting. Have you seen? Have you ever tried to stop a cat do anything? <laughs> well, <laughs> you can't, can't you? Oh, you, did you see that video a few weeks ago where the dog ran in front of of the goal there was and a guy saved the, the shot, pe- yeah, saved the shot saved, the line and saved oh, a, a yeah, ball from going yeah. in over the line. They yeah. just clipped the back of the dog as it ran across the goal. Do you know what would be great if that's one of his questions in this animal-based <laughs> quiz? Just, just you know, ruined next. Ah, <laughs> that would be so good. <laughs> All right, so here's your first question. So now against it's Alex. a dog. It's stops the ball from going in the net <laughs> so which animal regularly regularly here that's the key word invades the pitch at blackburn often wearing a blackburn kit wearing a blackburn kit well colors oh is it a chicken is it is it like a mascot it's a chicken or is it a chicken because obviously uh, blackburn are owned by the venkies and they made their their money from chicken 
selling chickens or chicken poultry, whatever you yeah. want to call it, meat. So I'm going to go chicken. Go! Yeah. It's, it's often in protest that the club's owners, uh, most Blackburn fans have a tattoo probably saying Venky's out by now. Uh, yeah, they run a f- uh, fast food chain that sells chicken in India. And so they, uh, they they don't like them so much, they release a chicken onto the pitch. <laughs> I don't know if it's the same chicken or what happens to the chicken afterwards. I mean, surely that's... A- the stewards must be in on that, surely. But it's... Yeah, that- yeah, yeah, exactly. You I can't, can't even... rock in with a chicken. Do you know what, Old Trafford, you can't even get a Coca-Cola lid bottle topping anymore because people take their own bottle tops in to put on the Coke to keep it from going flat. And when they're wow. friskier in certain games, if they find one, they take it off you and just toss it in a bag. Where do you put it so they don't find it? Let's move on. Um, so, question number two. Um, Oliver Kahn, remember him? The German yep. goalkeeper, oh, right? In yeah. two Munich, thousand. Two th- 2007, during a game in Germany, he stopped suddenly clutching the back of his neck and had to receive treatment. At first, everyone thought somebody had thrown a coin from the crowd. What had actually happened? Do you know now? No, but he's stung by a wasp or something. Yeah, surely, possibly. Maybe bitten by a bat. Bitten by. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Giving him powers. Can I just say that was that's for Niall as well? Who's that? Bang on! It was stung by a wasp. Bitten by a bat. Yeah, I was going to do a bit about him turning into a vampire and stuff, but it never materialised. <laughs> okay, in uh, again, bad on crosses would have been the punchline, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> In 2017, in Argentina, it was a uh, the, the equivalent of the Premier League in Argentina. Uh, San Lorenzo were playing Arsenal de Sarandi when the game was interrupted by a sausage dog running onto the pitch. What did they do with the dog afterwards? Bear in mind, this is in Argentina. Put it in a burger bun and made it live up to its name. No, don't know. Don't know. Sausage. It became the mascot. I became the president the honorary president of the club. Yeah, they, they give him a seat in the dugout. Yeah, give or the mayor those, of the town. One of those something. big arson Wenger coats, a little sausage jog in one of them, that would be good. Oh, my, my button's not working. No, it's not working. That was the, it was the wrong button anyway. So, no, <laughs> what they actually did, <laughs> what, what they actually did was they interviewed him in the post-match interviews. <laughs> they, they interviewed the dog Managed to get one bark out of him before he managed to start eating the microphones. <laughs> How brilliant is that? What would you have done as a journalist? That's what you should try and do the next time. Interestingly enough, you were saying about making him the manager. That did happen in Paraguay. Um, there is a club there, Club Sporting to De Mayo, and they actually have a stray dog that is now officially the assistant manager Aww. at the club. Fair play. Good. Yeah. Cute, isn't it? That's it, I've run out now, because you, you already got my other one, so... Um, right, so... <laughs> <laughs> so what mean, do we do now, <laughs> I haven't got any extra ones for the podcast or anything. By the way, actually, uh, podcast-wise, if you want to listen to that, uh, you can hear this show or all the shows any time you want, just by looking for the Manchester Football Social, wherever you get your podcasts. And there are specific ones for Manchester City and Manchester United, which may occasionally means you'll hear more Alex. Just search for Manchester United Football Social or Manchester City Football Social, which they won't let me on yet. No. Well, <laughs> I'm not surprised you'd come in with loads of questions about animals. <laughs> Sean Golter. That's I'm the set, answer. Set up my own one, the Animal Football Social. There we go. I'll tell you what we should have done. We should have said if, if people listening in could have made like a, an 11 out of animal-themed names. We've, so got, have, we've got one minute 40. Go- you should have Sean Goater, wouldn't you? Yeah. And then I can't think of it. I can't think Batty. of it. Batty. David Batty. Batty. Very good. Batty, yeah. I suppose yeah. Nat, oh, uh, Nat uh, Pike, who's on our city yeah. show, could be in there. Uh, uh, Huddersfield, you've got Aaron Moo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, can we put this, knock this on the head yeah. now? <laughs> Let's not, <laughs> not do that. that. So, predictions coming up. United put, uh, sorry, City play Everton away. That could be the game. If it doesn't go Liverpool's way, that could be the game that they, takes them back to the Yeah, top. which would be really interesting as well. And of course, last year at Everton, that was the game where Everton didn't touch the ball for two minutes, apart from blocking the shot and then we scored it was an amazing opening to 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 that game Everton have been a bogey team over us in the past but in their current form I can't see them getting anything I against us no no they, I mean they were terrible yesterday uh, it just Manchester City just needs to hope that they can use the Arsenal result at 
in the Everton game because if they play like they did against Newcastle yeah. Everton are one of those teams that can just do you for a random goal somewhere the goal they scored in all fairness Everton yesterday was a, was a good goal but Wolves were just too strong so yeah. just as long as we bring a black cat with us we should be fine <laughs> we should be fine uh, when are United on next? Fulham United play Fulham away on Saturday which again I think Fulham's form's been really really shaky it, hasn't it? Although they had that great comeback about 10 days ago but yeah the, this there's just some serious problems in their defence yeah. even worse than United's well yeah. United's got seven goals conceded only in nine games. That is championship winning form. Yeah, Lindelof looks a different player he completely, doesn't he? Yeah. So, yeah. He was good under Mourinho, to be fair. Mm. Uh, I don't think they're going to be winning the championship, at least this season. Right, thanks very much for listening to this episode of the Manchester Football Social. Uh, Jim, Stee and Statman Dave are here tomorrow from six. Manchester Football Social. Subscribe to the podcast now and never miss a show. Right, so welcome to the podcast Extra Bits. We always like to do a little bit extra, so whether you've listened to the radio show or not, you only get this on the podcast. So uh, what should we do? Should we carry on with the animal thing? I don't know. Do you want to? Well, no, I just found some very interesting things. So I'm going to give you a couple of players that had animal nicknames. So they weren't, um, this is not a pun on their name. Okay, that's good. Animal nicknames. Now this uh, is a very famous person uh, in football who scored an incredible goal and has won at least one major international honour to their title, and their nickname was The Swan. The Swan? The Swan. And we're talking, we're talking like late 80s, early 90s was the peak of their career. Do you know what I was thinking of when he said like a, a bit of a legend? For some reason I was thinking of Van Basten, but I don't think it's him because he doesn't feel like he would be a swan. I wonder if it'd be Rijkaard. He feels great. It's got to be a graceful player, yeah. hasn't it? Mm. Uh, not Rijkaard, Hullet, Rude Hullet. Rude Hullet. I'm going to take your major, fir- major honour. I'm going to take your first answer. Okay, it was Van Basten. Was it? Was it? Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. okay. His nickname was the Swan. Now here's well, here's another thing yeah. that should be um, Peter Crouch, long neck. No, it should be Suarez's nickname because it's swans are always diving, aren't they? Um, <laughs> here's the thing about Van Basten. He won European Footballer of the Year twice on the bounce. Did he? So yeah, yeah. So you are talking one of the greatest strikers of all time. Bit, bit before my time, but I always remember seeing clips of that goal he scored yeah, from yeah. like a stupid angle inside the box on the volley or whatever it was. He was just goal. such and an inter- amazing. Interestingly, footballer. as well, about fifteen years ago, he wrote a treatise on football, which he submitted to FIFA, which they just blanked and they ignored. But he did publish it, but some of it started to come through. And one of the things that I remember he put in there was having. The clock stopped every time like the ball mm-hmm. would go out, but you'd reduce the time to 80 minutes. Yep. And he suggested some other very interesting things there were just starting to come true. It was all aimed at improving the game. Uh, his countryman, Edgar Davids, yep. was nicknamed after a dog. What breed Pitbull, of dog? Pitbull. Oh. It's got to be Pitbull. Yeah. <laughs> and there's no. no dogs that wear glasses, though. Those goggle things that he used to wear. Wouldn't, yeah, wouldn't yeah. it be great if it wasn't actually after a dog? It was after that weird American Costa Rican rapper <laughs> guy. <instead>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that Pitbull. I remember that Pitbull nickname because United uh, played against Juventus when United still had Keane. And Keane faced up against Davids. So Davids was over here managing for a while, wasn't he? For Barnet. Yeah. He was managing Barnet and playing for Barnet. He used to get sent off all the time, Edgar Davids, when he was at Barnet. It's just, it's one of those weird stories, isn't it? Where you get a, an ex sort of pro footballer who was really at the peak of his game and he's come back to England to manage Barnet. Yeah. Just a bit of a weird one. What, what happens if you're a player manager and you get sent off? Yeah, we just you, go and sit in the stand, don't we? Well, I guess you can't manage that. You're not allowed to stay on the bench because you know, you're not allowed to be... You have so, to go into the tunnel then, if you get sent off. Uh, yeah. So you go and sit in the stands. Right. Like you do if you're a normal manager. That's a double whammy, that, isn't it? You mm. can't manage and you can't play. I'll be honest as well. If you're playing at Barnet, you've got to pretty much go on the pitch with a lump hammer <laughs> and take someone off at the neck to be sent off, don't you? <laughs> He's done well to get sent off in the lower leagues. Or oh, Pitbull. What a guy. <laughs> <laughs> Again, are we talking about the the rapper? Yeah, or, or, definitely David. Oh, great! <laughs> I used to really like him though because he wore those glasses. Because the glasses were for, to correct his vision, weren't they? I think it was night blindness. Actually, I don't think it was like you but, know, like how players do it for short sighted or long sightedness. Yeah, I think his was more like uh, night blindness that he got by looking up at the lights and down. At, uh, you know, there was a, a floodlit situation, so he always wore them. I'm sure that was the It reason. was a little bit Geordie LaForge, if you remember Star Trek The Next Generation, which was kind of out about that same oh, time yeah, as he was yeah. around. Do you remember that um, Turkish keeper called Rush to Rekba? Yes. And he had those um, those black sort of 
strips of wax under his eyes because yeah. he used to get was it blinded by the floodlights or something but they yeah. were like there were these weird sort of black blocks under his eyes sure, like in American football you know they, like they wall paint, paint. Yeah. yeah like wall but paint I think there was actually a reason why but I can't remember what it was but it just I always remember him having them and it's like David's had these glasses and Rector had these things every player has their sort of you know their, their trademark look I guess yeah. like Jeremy Vardy and his uh, wrist bandage yeah well, when I was watching United earlier today, my wife made a, a point that wasn't just, oh, can I not put someone else on? <laughs> <laughs> she said, um, she talked about Fellaini going. She said, where's Fellaini? Because she liked Fellaini because he had wild hair. And I went, oh, he's gone. And she went, well, when he had his hair cut, it was time for him to go anyways, if that's thing. And then she went, where's Pogba? And I went, he's playing. And she went, you don't recognise him anymore without his like wacky haircuts. He seems to have knocked that on the head. Um, and you'd have thought of anyone to have made him knock it on the head, it would have been disciplinary and Jose Mourinho, yeah. but he seems to just not really do, do it Do you anymore. think that's maybe while he's playing better? Because people, like, defenders don't see him coming. You know, there was that argument before about, oh, you shouldn't have really vivid kits because then the opposition can see you. Yeah, you Schmeichel did the opposite, that, though. Schmeichel yeah. did exactly the opposite for the reason he wanted... Chelsea if he was on a one-on-one, yeah, he wanted to look as big as possible, so he used to wear these garish... <laughs> <A> fat <fluorescent>. suit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think Chelsea had a bright yellow and a bright orange kit in consecutive seasons when Czech was there. And I remember reading that he had that because it would just make players want to shoot the ball at him. I don't know what the psychology is there, but it's like, oh, there's a bright yellow thing in goal. Yeah, shoot at that instead of in the net. Surely, what you want to do is actually dress up like a goalpost, so you completely <laughs> confuse yeah. them. So, like, this year, your kit is just like green socks, and then right up the middle is though there's a white line like a post. Yeah, right? yeah. And then you've kind of got like a pictures webbing. of crowd web- in between. <laughs> yeah. yeah, webbing would be really good actually <laughs> as well, like Spider Man. You open up your arms. Where, where, how, where have we gone to on this? <laughs> Who knows? Well, Who knows? Welcome to the Sunday Football Social. You know, if you want some serious listening, listen on a Monday, a Tuesday, <laughs> Wednesday, Thursday, or a Friday. Kind of goes. There's no nobody in the office here. We can kind of do what we want. This is why it goes a bit weird. <laughs> so, really good show today, and this is probably the first one I've been involved in afterwards because I'm not rushing straight off. So it's nice to be involved in this extra bit. I was a little disappointed, but I'm glad we can talk about it now because something happened this week that's been basically my one of my dreams and probably any footballs fan dream. Okay. Um, okay. And it happened to Niall. Uh, so, Niall, tell us all about Tuesday. Tell us what happened on Tuesday and what was exciting for you. So I got to go to, to Old Trafford um, and went in the press box. Um, yeah, and Old Trafford was the first ground I ever went to to watch my team Portsmouth play. We lost three 0 so it has a bit of a place in my heart. Despite the fact we lost, it's the first ever game I went to. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, but I've not been there as press. I've not been there for for a few years, obviously. And so I've where been... is it? Firstly, what's it? Is it's it in where the Bobby the... Charlton stand? Right. So, so that's is, where... it, is it an actual box? It's it's. This is. Okay, I'll explain to it, to it to you now. I'm so used to going to to the lower league grounds, having covered Pompey for the last few years, League One, League Two. I remember getting a hot pie at Notts County and that was like the best thing since sliced bread. It's like, oh my God, they're giving you free pies. What what sort of a place is this? You go to Old Trafford, right? You go through this special door, security guard, check your bag, yeah, it does your little frisk on you. Okay, fine. If you you show your Premier League ID card and it's like your little child. So you just, you just drop that in there. It's my face on there. Show your the Premier, Premier League, League ID yeah, card. You don't get in with one of them. You'll yeah. be doing the same. By the way, if anyway. you want one of those, just tweet us at MCR Footy Social. <laughs> we can do you one for 20 quid. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the lady, the lovely lady Leanne at reception will sign you in. She say, oh, blah, 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 okay. Here you go, here's your pass. So you get a lanyard and it says Manchester United against Burnley and it just lists all the things that you can do. So you've got your Wi-Fi, you've got oh wow, press lounge access, press box access, and then if you're lucky, you get to go down the tunnel. I, I didn't go down do the tunnel. Do they have tunnel. showers? Do they have like a they massage? Don't. But you walk up these stairs, you go round past the reception desk, you walk up these stairs and it feels a bit weird. It feels like you're going to the dentist or something because all the walls are white and you're walking up these stairs and you're climbing and you're climbing and then you get through and it looks a bit like our studio actually. There's some glass windows uh, and a glass door but it's all sort of a frosted window so you can't look inside. Open the door. Massive TV with Sky Sports. Wow. Journos sat everywhere and a big sort of wooden door in front of you that says press conference. So you know what's in there. It's the room, almost like a lecture theatre with all the cascaded yeah, 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 seats. Yeah, yeah. There's a big uh, advertising board in behind. I didn't go in there till after the I've game. I've been in that during, you know, when you go on the tour. Yeah, It's yeah. part of the tour and you can yeah. have your 
photograph taken as if you're a new signing or as if you're the manager. But I bet so what, you were in, you got you could have been in that for real. Yeah, well, did, I was. Did you I, ask a question? I did. I didn't ask a question. No, I, I was. Go, I was going to, but I thought no. I'll wait and see. I was going to ask Sean Dyche a question, but I thought no. I better not. I better hold off on that. What's wrong but, with your voice? I, I, <laughs> is that what you're going to ask him? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sean, have a lot. Uh, to be honest, uh, yeah. to uh, be honest, we're not interested in the January window. To be honest, is that, is that, is that what he was like? You're trying to, but um, I thought we were very unlucky. Yeah, but <laughs> I bet. <laughs> I bet what they didn't have on the on the tour though was this table just full of hot food. Oh, and what what it, did it have the United Pie on? That's my favourite. It didn't pie. have the United Pie. They had steamed lemon cod. It was oh, right, lovely. Okay. They had Cajun potatoes, Whoa. vegetables. Please tell me they had prawn uh, sandwiches. They didn't have prawn sandwiches. <laughs> They didn't before the game. No. But at half time, when I went back in there, it was freezing on Tuesdays. At half time, I was like, I'm going back inside for a bit. I've done my half time report. I'm just going to go back in for 10 minutes and, and warm up, get my hands warm. And I went into the same room expecting there to be nothing. Just, to, you know, you get you get tea and coffee, you get water. They, they look after you like that. Plates after plates of coronation chicken sandwiches, tur- <gasps> turkey sandwiches. I didn't see any prawn sandwiches. If I did, I would have taken a picture. Of course, of course. Um, but cheesecakes, Bakewell tarts. This is um, this is like oh. like a buffet, like a Roman, like a, some sort of Roman villa with all these treats inside. Did you? Were you allowed to like stuff something in a bag and bring them home as well? Uh, I didn't do that. I didn't do that. I did. Mi- <laughs> that's I to, why. That's why they don't let me into the confess, press things. <laughs> I did. I did miss the first minute of the second half because I was finishing my cheesecake. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, don't tell anyone that. Uh, but, there you go. but that's. Surprise! And what about free drinks? What do you uh, get? You free get, drinks? They look after tea, you. Coffee, tea, coffee, Bovril. They'll give, uh, they give you a Coca Cola if you want one. So it's very good up there. I don't Is, know about can, that. Can you get anything a little bit stronger? Uh, no, no, no. They won't let. They won't let you do after that, the though. game. Maybe, maybe if you took a hit flask in. But I think the guy in the security would have figured you out if you did that. Maybe. But um, actually, of all the press boxes I've been to, it's one of the smaller ones for leg room. It's a bit like a Ryanair flight. Right. It's got the TV in front of you so you can watch all the replays and stuff, which is sort of, um, it's, it's luxury compared to what I'm used to. But yeah, you get all the food and they give you a program, they give you a team sheet. It is an experience. And for someone who's done it at grounds before over the last five years, not to the extent of Old Trafford, it is very different. What I won't forget, though, is uh, the, the gentleman who was there working for a certain high-profile sports television company John walking, walking past going the food is crap today isn't it <laughs> did he say that unbelievable you? I'm sat there loving it with Cajun potatoes cod fillet wow. vegetables thinking I don't have to pay for dinner when I get out of here I've got it all here <laughs> for me and he goes the food's bloody rubbish today isn't it I thank goodness me apparently there's no vegan option which would appeal to you Ant our time will come our time will come uh, so if somebody wants to get to that stage uh, and do what you do somebody's listening now and going that's alright yeah ha- just, that's just, all right. That's like everybody's <laughs> well, no, dream. That's what I mean. But just out of interest, just like how do you go from like going, that'd be a cool thing to do to, to being there? Is it just like you applied for this online, you won a lottery, or is this like years of studying and years of going around you different have, grounds? You have to work for free quite a lot in this industry to get where you want to go. Um, you have to make sure that you're quite humble as well. I saw someone earlier who's a, a youngster who's um, working for a non-league football club and he's he's put a statement out from the non-league club saying uh, press officer is set to leave at the end of the season, and he's basically interviewed himself about why he's leaving the club. <laughs> I'm sorry, but no one really cares. Just be humble. Be have a bit of humility about you. You don't write a story and tweet a press release about your own departure from a football club. We it sh- doesn't work. We like should that. do that at the end of the season about us going to Radio Two. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, just but, and, and also interview yourself on the way out as well. You guys have run round the desk from yeah. one mic to the other. But yeah, I would say just work. Just work hard. You have to do a lot of stuff for free. And then eventually you, you get the chance to... Uh, I mean, I'm very lucky to do that. And um, Manchester Derby coming up soon, so maybe might see you guys there. Fingers crossed. I want to go to the Liverpool game. That'd be amazing. Just as long as there's something heavy for me to chuck towards the pitch. That's what yeah, I want. Yeah, no, that, that's a question. Is all the food that you get at these things, is it security profiled? Like, so they kind of go like, oh, you can't have a baked potato because that's got some momentum. You Tell you what, that, that cheesecake was heavy. I would have <laughs> launched that at someone. Jesus. That would have that hit someone. That would have really I hurt. would love to see that. Just kind of like Rashford coming down the wing and then all of a sudden he loses the ball because he's been blinded by Blanche. Yeah. I, I guess what you could say, it was in the it was in the Bobby Charlton stand. So if you know Old Trafford, it's, 
it's probably the smallest of all the stands. Yes, isn't it? it definitely yeah. is. It's behind where Solskjaer sits, isn't exactly. It? And he didn't get out into the dugout much, uh, into the technical area much. I must doesn't say. He, he doesn't tends he? to sit back quite a lot, which I noticed. But um, Joe McGrath, who also works here at the at the football social, was sat at the top of the Stretford end. He was also there at the game. I thought you were going to say he was in the press bit. And no. he, 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 <laughs> he literally, that's why the food was rubbish. He'd eaten it all. <laughs> but it's interesting that we had differing views on the game, which people do. It's football. Yeah. But considering we watched the same game and I was a neutral and he's a United fan, it's more like I thought Matter had a reasonably decent game. I didn't think he was terrible. Joe thought he was awful. Yeah, I thought so he was poor. It, well, there we go. I but, think it's to do with the angle you see the game He had a different at. view. He had much more of a bird's eye view where I was much more sort of only, only sort of a few feet in the air really watching the game. So um, it just goes to show, actually. Three feet in the air on your padded leather heated seat. It definitely wasn't padded and it definitely <laughs> wasn't heated. So uh, that's interesting. So that's the thing. I was for, insulated from the food I had, definitely. So for the, all the luxury that you get, you're still outside in the freezing cold. 100%. And, of course you are. Why and, would you not be? Well, I just thought, you don't, have you ever seen football from a corporate box? It's abysmal. Speaking to some of the journos in the press room, apparently it pales in comparison to Manchester City's offering of food for the press. That's why, that's one of the reasons why City do get such a, they get a free pass from all the media when stuff's going wrong, when Guardiola's running on the pitch screaming at people, it's because they're being bribed in the press room. Well, until, Rest uh, assured I will not be bribed so easily. Don't City. you worry, I, I'm, I'm not going to let them have an easy time of it until they bring a vegan option in there. <laughs> right, I think we've talked about our diets and our dreams for enough time this week. Uh, thanks very much for sticking around to this part. Uh, I've been Ant, that's Alex. Bye. <laughs> and that was Niall. See you later. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.